Charlemagne the God here. I can't wait to see you at the Black Effect Podcast Festival coming to you live on Saturday, April 22nd at the Pullman Yards in Atlanta, hosted by myself and Jess Hilarious. If you haven't gotten your tickets, what are you waiting for? The Black Effect is bringing some of the hottest podcasts live, like the 85 South Show, Horrible Decisions, and Big Facts for one day only, okay? For inspiring podcasters, we've got you covered. If you don't want to miss the Black Effect Podcast Festival, make sure to get your tickets today at blackeffect.com. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This is Life Admin Life Hacks, a podcast that gives you techniques, tips, and tools to tackle your life admin more efficiently, to save your time, your money, and improve your household harmony. I'm Dinah Rowe Roberts, an operations manager, until now has been too lazy to consider anything other than Telstra for my mobile phone plan. I'm Mia Northrop, a researcher and writer, and making phone calls is the absolute last thing I use my phone for. This episode will help you understand your mobile phone bill and switch plans in under an hour. Hello and welcome to Life Admin Life Hacks. Well, everyone has a mobile phone these days and it's really actually a really important tool to get your life admin sorted. So making sure you're on the right plan is actually a really important thing to get your life admin under control. 44% of our survey respondents are responsible for their mobile phone plan and more than half of them are worried about wasting money. This whole terrain has become so confusing. There are 44 providers in Australia, all operating on the Telstra, Optus and Vodafone networks. So even though there's sort of just three levels of infrastructure, there's 44 providers offering plans and phones. This is the beauty of competition and deregulation. So, you know, you've got ISPs, internet service providers who are offering plans and supermarkets and then people like Moose and Yamojo and Veya and all these other companies. You're like, who are they? I don't know where they come from. But there are more than 300 mobile phone plans on the market and more than 30 phones available. So all that complexity without even bundling in your landline or your broadband just make it the ultimate paradox of choice. Yeah, and I do think that that's why so many people don't change. It's just like health insurance. It just looks too hard. So let's try and make it as simple as we can. We're going to go through some of the criteria you need to help make that decision and... Diana, I know you personally were going from a situation where your phone was bundled in with your broadband. Yep. And so I'll take you through the steps I've gone through to unbundle it. Yeah. So essentially, when it comes down to providers, there's a few ways of comparing them. Really, you're looking at things like network reliability. How often do they have outages? What's the connectivity like? You're looking at network coverage, the availability and the strength of signal. And then it comes down to the value for money of their various plans. So you can visit a site like OpenSignal and they publish data for Optus, Telstra and Vodafone about their the network reliability and coverage and that kind of thing. When you're looking at the plans themselves, there's also quite a few things to take into consideration because some of them bring your own device. You can think about, all right, do I want Apple, Samsung, Google, LG, all the other ones that are available? You can think about if you want to go on a contract, whether that's 12 or 24 months, whether it's prepaid, whether you don't want a contract, then there's the monthly data allowance, the calls, the SMS, the MMS, and which network it's on. So most providers are offering services on 3G or 4G. Telstra has just started to roll out 5G, which is going to give you a lot more speed. And then you want to know 
If you hit your data limit in a given month, what happens? Do they just throttle you and make everything go slow or do you have to actually pay extra? I mean, I think historically that was where the biggest pain point was, where people were going over their data plans. It doesn't seem to be the same issue as it used to be. It seems more likely that they slow your speed down. Yes. But For me, comparing was all about the data. I barely make any phone calls. I barely make any text messages. I seem to use WhatsApp more than ever. For me, it was all about comparing the data from month to month. And unless you're going for a really basic plan, a really small data plan, just about all the plans now have unlimited talk and text. So Mm. really, data's the thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So really, the two you've got some choices around uh, what network do I want to go for? Do I want to be... Telstra, Optus or Vodafone, how much data do I want to have? And, you know, do I want to get a device? Do I want to lock in with a phone or am I happy to bring my own device? I think those are probably the three most important decisions. That's right. So before you switch, it's a good idea to estimate how much you're likely to use in terms of that data. And really the best way of determining that is look at your historical usage, go to old bills and have a look at what you've been using each month and make a call on whether that's been enough. If you've been hitting that limit and getting reminders or getting throttled and you know you need a little bit more, or you might shockingly discover, like you did, that you were using barely half of the data. Yes, I was definitely paying for a bigger data limit than I actually needed. Yeah, I find that I get reminders towards the end of the month and I have decided just to curb my behaviour rather than jump up because it doesn't happen every month and I'm hitting that data limit because I'm streaming either Netflix or Spotify or I have started to use lots of audio on WhatsApp where I'm uploading audio messages and downloading audio messages from people. So I find if I just cut back my Netflix for a little while, it the problems all go away. So Dinah, you've made the shift. Talk me through the process you went to work out what you needed and how you had to unbundle it from your other tech. Yeah, so as you talked about, the first step was really to understand what our usage had been over the last year or so. So it was really easy for me to log into our current Telstra account because my password saved in my password manager. Mm -hmm. Um, So I could very easily log into my Telstra account. They don't make it super easy, to be fair. You have to open up each bill individually to find your usage over the last 12 months. Really? Isn't there a nice little chart showing you data month by month? Just how much you paid without any of the details. So Uh I guess deliberately to make it a little bit tricky for you. But it didn't really take that long, probably five or ten minutes for me to quickly whip through each bill and identify how much data we'd been using. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Whistle Out, which is a really good comparison site that's got lots of different mobile phone plans. And I really decided that the first decision I needed to make was, was I willing to move away from the Telstra network? So to go to Optus or to Vodafone because the Optus and Vodafone plans look a bit cheaper. Mm. Um, But then obviously you've got that trade-off of we know that the Telstra coverage is better, particularly outside of the capital cities of Australia. Mm. So once you've got to made that decision, and for me it was important to have coverage when we go camping and we're out in the country, Mm. so I knew that I'm only looking at providers that operate off the Telstra network. I knew how much data that we needed, so really I just looked for Telstra plans that met that criteria, Mm -hmm. um, and it was really quick to be able to make a decision about which plan to go for. So, Dinah, were you interested in getting a new handset or were you happy with your current one? Did you look at what that calculation is to get your handset distinctly from the contract? 
Yeah, so I did do the maths. You know what I'm like. I love a spreadsheet. So <laughs> I did compare whether I was going to get a brand new phone as part of the deal and what that would cost compared to me going out and buying a phone. But I think almost always it makes more sense to buy your phone outright and then get a plan separately. I guess there are some exceptions to that. If you couldn't cover the upfront cost yourself and you were needing a new handset, then maybe it's worth paying a few hundred dollars more, which is typically what you'll pay over the life of the contract to get a phone as part of the plan. Mm. And I guess occasionally there are some promotions around where you might get a good deal on the handset as part of locking into a contract. But I think increasingly following sort of international trends, phone companies are focusing on what they do best. They want to sell you the, the data, the mm. airtime, and they don't really want to be interested in offering interest-free loans on phones. Hmm. Interesting. And so you have taken your current phone across to this new provider. Yeah, and I've moved myself and my husband and also added my daughter now to the plan and where we were previously paying $100 a month for the two of us and now we're going to be paying $75 a month for the three of us. Yeah. So saved $25 a month and got my daughter a phone plan as well. Brilliant. And what triggered this? Why did you need to shift now? So I think there were two things. The first one was we had been on a contract with a bundled contract with Telstra and that contract was expiring. Mm. And the second one is my daughter's about to start high school. She's had a phone this year, but we haven't given her any data. She's just been using Wi-Fi. But now that she's going to be out on public transport on her own, I feel like she really should have access to data when she's out and about. So now I've given her a contract too. Yeah, I think all of my last phone purchases or shifting contracts have all been because I've killed my phone in some way. <laughs> uh, you should see the cover I have on my phone now. It's like a tradies cover. It's indestructible. But I had just dropped it, cracked it, you know, it fell in water. I killed it. And so each time that happened, I'd be looking at new phone, new contract. And I had always gone that that route of having a contract that's been bundled in with the phone and the data and the calls because mine's actually on a corporate plan. So sort of had to take that factor into consideration so I guess the main thing here is about how to choose which providers and you just use whistle out the whistle out website to go in there and put in your criteria and it suggested plans that might be appropriate yeah it was a really easy to use website and I guess I decided I didn't want to spend a lot of time on this Mm. although I knew I could save some money and I wanted to get a plan for my daughter right before I started I thought I'm not going to save thousands of dollars doing this I might save a couple of hundred dollars for the year and so I didn't want to spend more than an hour so I kind of set Mm. myself that criteria of let's sit down and do it all in one go look at the data, decide on the plan and make the switch. And it took less than an hour, saving $25 a month and getting more for my money. So I feel like a really good use of an hour's time. Yeah. And that's those principles that have come up when we've had other episodes about comparison shopping. Is it really you want to think about how much can you expect to save? What will actually make you happy? If it's $300 in the year, then an hour is enough time trying to be comprehensive and search every provider and every possible plan is going to send you crazy and really probably not impact your finances in any considerable way. Yeah. And I think that the longer you spend, the the difficult it is actually to make the decision because you Mm. get more and more confused. Mm -hmm. So I think that using that principle of, okay, first of all, I decide on my network, then I decide how much data I need, and then just choose the cheapest plan that's got that amount of data was made it much easier to make the decision. Okay, so there's a pretty familiar process, I guess, 
to swap your plan if you're at that point where your contract's expiring, your phone's dying, or there's some other trigger to look at why you're what you're spending on the mobile phone. I hope those hacks have given you some direction and a place to start and those three easy criteria to follow. Thanks, Maya. Do you have a high of the week? Life had been high of the week. Well, we went away in the school holidays. We went to Bali. And uh, I think for me, one of the, the life admin highs was that moment on the plane where they come around with those forms, those arrival cards, and you have to fill out your passport information. And in the past, I would have scrabbled around some bag in the overhead storage, trying to find the four passports and fill in the form. This time I could just open my phone, go to my password manager where there's a vault for secure documents. And I just had put all of the passport numbers and expiry dates in there. So it took me about two minutes to fill out the form. No need to fuss around bags for passports. As for that holiday also, I had had all the flight itinerary information going to our admin email address. All the flight information was saved to the shared calendar. So we also didn't have to have those inane conversations around what date are we going and what time do we have to be at the airport and repeating yourself 400 times. It was all there. So that was a high. It did make that part of the trip so much smoother. Amazing. I do love that <laughs> idea of not having to dig through bags for passports in particular and balance them all on that tiny little tiny tray little table. table. <laughs> <laughs> How about a life admin low diner? So I have had a low. It's kind of a low but also maybe a high. I don't know if that counts. But I've been using LastPass as my password manager and I think I keep talking about it in almost every episode. But um, I have it on my Mac as well as on my phone. And for some reason, it stopped working on my Mac. So I think it was something to do with upgrading the LastPass software. Is this a work Mac or a home Mac? This is a work Mac. Mm. And I actually made me realize how often I use it. Because not only do I use it for my home passwords, I now use it for all my work passwords as well. I've got so many work passwords. And it just stopped working. And so then I was using my phone to find the passwords on the app and then manually entering them in because I was, you know, in a rush. But the reality is after two days of it, I realized how much I was using it. And so I had to stop and do a bit of troubleshooting, download a new piece of software, reboot my computer to get it working again. So it was just a bit annoying, but it did make me realize how much time I'm saving every single day from having that password manager set up and working both on my phone and on my computer. Mm. It's incredible how quickly we've come to rely on that. It just like feels like it's changed my world. Yes. It's just a little thing. <laughs> I don't know how we had how we survived without it. I know. And I, I for me too, you know, at work, especially when I'm hot desking or moving around different parts of the campus, just having the password manager there the whole time or having to work from home. It's just it's yeah, incredibly useful. Do you have a power tool for us this episode? I do. And it's actually also back on that holiday theme, like you just talked about your Bali holiday. But when we did our episode on holidays, a few people had mentioned to me that they used the TripIt app. Mm. And I think we mentioned it actually in the episode, but I'd never tried it. And so recently uh, I decided to download it because we're going on this long overseas holiday and it's got lots of bookings. And I was finding that organizing the itineraries uh, was, you know, and all the different things we booked was getting complicated. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's the best app ever. (laughs) (laughs) 
So you actually just email the booking. So you, when a booking arrives, you just email it to an email address called plans at Tripit. You just forward the email. You forward the email mm. and it automatically populates all the information into the itinerary in a really user-friendly way. Mm. And I had thought that it was probably only useful for complex trips but oh it's so much quicker than saving it into the google drive but it's actually even great just for a flight to sydney because it's saved there in the app with the itinerary in such an easy you know way Mm. quicker to save the information so highly recommend as a an app if you travel at all we hope these hacks will help you upgrade your mobile phone plan swiftly Determine whether you need Telstra, Optus or Vodafone level network coverage and then work out your data usage by looking at previous bills. Buy your phone outright if the upfront cost is affordable and remember to visit a comparison site like WhistleOut to compare plan details. If you'd like to join us on our Life Admin journey, please head to our Facebook page, Life Admin Life Hacks, to follow us and share your thoughts on what we're doing. And feel free to post any comments or certainly post suggestions that we might be able to use. We hope to see you there. Thanks for listening. Show notes for this episode are available at lifeadminlifehacks.com. If you're a fan, please subscribe and share the love and tell a friend or review us in your podcasting app. Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo taking release. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's G-O-L-O.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who have found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at golo.com. That's G-O-L-O dot com. Again, G-O-L-O dot com.